Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at Deal to Heal Teas. That my Shopify.com. Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App and make a donation to dollar sign E. James, the number 418. Make a one-time donation to the Cash App or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Heal to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from your pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. If you have not already, make sure that you guys subscribe, uh, listen, like, subscribe, and share the podcast uh, on our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, and follow us on um, Spotify or your listening uh, podcast platform, whichever one that you listen, whether it's Google Podcasts or wherever. Just make sure you turn in, tune in, right? Okay, cool. So also, um, I'm going to tell you guys how you can win $100 from the podcast, but you got to stay until the end to hear that information. Um, so we're going to jump right in today. Just like any other day, we are blessed with the guest, Mr. Lawrence. How are you doing? I'm blessed. Can't complain. How about yourself? I am good. I am good, man. First of all, let me say thank you uh, for being on, um, uh, because you could have been doing anything else, but you took out the time to be here with myself and my listeners. And I definitely appreciate it. So thank you. Absolutely. So, not a problem. It's an honor. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we're going to jump right in. We're going to jump right in. So first thing I want to say, uh, first question I want to ask, because I know, uh, that you are a girl dad, right? And so when I have my girl dads on, I always ask two questions. So the first question is, what does it mean to you 
to be a girl dad? And then the second question is, tell me something that your daughter or daughters have taught you. Yeah, all right, no problem. Well, I mean, to be a girl dad is to definitely be in touch with your feminine side, <laughs> to learn how to uh, care and be the man that your daughter is inspired by, be the man that, that you would want your daughter to be with, uh, to set an example of how a man treats a woman. That's kind of what it means to be a girl dad to me. And um, some things that my girls taught me, because uh, I have three girls, right? And so some of the things that my girls taught me is that it's okay to not be so serious. You know, it's all right to play around, you know, to have just conversation about nothing. <laughs> you know, just have a good time and enjoy their presence. So I love it. Okay, cool, cool. So we jump right in. We even uh, give you time to, to introduce yourself. So let's, let me do this. Uh, do me a favor, introduce yourself uh, to my listeners. Let them know who you are and what it is that you do. Absolutely. Well, my name is Lawrence Souffrant. I am the best motivational speaker for men who desire to live in their highest purpose. Um, so I'm a life consultant um, and a motivational speaker. That's what I do. All right. All right. So, man, so when when I came across your, your profile and um, I reached out to you and, and like I told you before, we, we started recording uh, someone <laughs> I had reached out to you and then someone that I knew uh, recommended you. And I was like, I just reached out to him, you know, so by me already, you know, looking at what you were doing and felt the need to reach out to you and then also being uh, recommended. I'm definitely glad to have you on. Um, and then I I'm glad to be having a conversation uh, with the man about men, right? Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've had several men on, um, and we've kind of had different conversations, uh, most of it from the, the male mentoring um, aspect where we're talking about, you know, reaching out to young uh, younger men or, or young boys who may have be growing up fatherless. Um, but it's a different when we talking about men talking to men about men, you know what I mean? And so I, yes, I was really uh, uh, looking forward to having this conversation, uh, especially now in this, in this era where we are in now, where the lines of uh, manhood, should I say, and womanhood are kind of being, you know, uh, blurred so much, you know, uh, and we talk about masculine and, fem uh, and feminine and things like that. And, and everybody's trying to paint everything gray when it was once black and white, you know. And so when we talk about uh, masculinity, right, um, by your definition, you know, what what is masculinity and why do you feel that is, you know, important to make the distinction of what it is? And then to talk about it with, with men about what it is to be masculine. Absolutely. So masculine energy is a masculinity is an energy. And I, I start with that because in Western society, uh, masculinity is sometimes synonymous for manhood. But in actuality, if you go back um, more ancient, masculinity is an energy. It's the energy that represents logic. Uh, it's the energy that, that represents um, assertiveness, direction. Um, it's the hard energy, if you will. While femininity is an energy that represents emotions, creativity, softness, etc. And so 
all human beings have both masculine and feminine energy in them. Um, it's what you need in order to represent the image of the creator or the most high. When you go back, if you read the scriptures, you go back to the to Genesis, it talks about how he made male and female, that being his image. Um, and many interpret that and limit that to man and woman. Um, but it also is connected to the energy that's flowing within us, both the masculine and the feminine. Um, but the man represents the masculine principle. And what that means is when there is a need for masculine energy, there is an expectation that the man would express that energy. And when there's a need for feminine energy, there's an expectation that the woman would express that energy. But what we're seeing now is that when men tend to express their masculinity, it's now being viewed as dangerous or toxic, which is causing men to uh, kind of separate from their masculinity and exhibit more feminine nature. But for the sake of balance, now we're, since men are being more feminine, we're seeing the women being more masculine. And because it goes against design, what we're finding is that men cannot identify their value and women are being burnt out, right? So I believe that when men reconnect to their masculinity and acknowledge how it works and channel it responsibly, which is the work that I do, I help men learn how to channel their masculinity and handle it responsibly, then I think our society will be back in order. Um, society as a whole will feel safer. Um, and abusers will go back to hiding. I don't like how they're out in the open feeling safe. That's because men aren't stepping up to be the protectors that they were designed to be. Yeah, and I, and I, I agree with you. And, and when, I, when I think about it, uh, even as you were saying it, you know, by us having misplaced the, the masculine energy, you know, men are becoming more, more feminine. Right. And then, unfortunately, by men becoming more feminine and then you have women that are raising our next generation of men. And so they are being uh, raised more feminine. So they are more emotional. And so when you have a, a man who tries to stand up, you know, uh, in some form, you know, he's already off balance because he's overly more feminine than he probably should be. And then you have those men who you know, may go to the, the other extreme of trying to be in control and control, but now they are so emotional because they are so, you know what I mean, feminine. Now their reactions are abusive and things like that, like you mentioned, because that balance is off. And I talk a lot about the balance uh, because I, I'm a fatherless daughter advocate, you know, and I advocate on behalf of fatherless daughters. But one of the things that happen when, when I'm, a father figure uh, is not in the life of these young girls, they're, they're off balance. They don't have the balance, the emotional balance, also with the logic balance, like you said, you know, and I always say men uh, is more act, we act more off facts than feelings. Women are more feelings driven, you know, and so it, it takes that balance of both parents uh, or both uh, role models, and that's what it has to be a parent, but a father figure and a mother figure to give a child a balanced, you know, outcome uh, emotionally and uh, intelligent, you know, intelligently. Um, and when we're off balance, it throws everything off. It throws our, our people off. It throws our nation off, you know. And now, as you we see in the news, like you said, with men being so off balance, you know, 
all these issues is coming up that years ago weren't even issues. You know, now even even on Instagram, now I, I see people putting up up our, you know, they got your name, then you got he, she, whatever. I'm like, when when did that become a thing now? You know what I'm saying? Like now we have to announce who, you know, but it was already given, but because the, the masculinity is, is is so off off balance and, and men being able to stand up and be okay to stand up in their masculinity, you know what I mean? We're we're getting what we're getting. You know, yeah. and it's, and it's okay. yeah, and, and and it's by design. You know, um, as long as good men are afraid to be masculine, wicked men can do what they want, and so that's why I'm a huge component of good men learning how to be comfortable in that masculinity. Because then I'm not I'm not reacting based off of of off my emotions. I'm responding mm-hmm. based off of principle. You know, and so if I have to raise my voice, it's not because I've lost control of my emotions. It's because I have to express the seriousness of the situation. You need to stop or you need to go, whatever the case may be. And I think it's good that women are stepping into their masculinity so that they can say no and and Mm -hmm. stop abuse as it comes their way. At the same time, women have to learn how to be how to how to go back into that femininity when they're dealing with their life partners who's a man. Um, so that he can feel comfortable stepping up as that masculine. Because if I love you, I don't want to fight you. I don't want to be at war with you. I don't want to deal with you like you're a man, right? And so in order to avoid that type of confrontation, I need you to step into your femininity so that I feel safe enough to be in my masculinity. But what I teach men is if you stay in that masculinity um, when it's necessary, because like I said, we have both energies. When I'm dealing with my daughter, I tend to be a little more softer, but it also depends on the situation. If I need her to clean her room, if I need her to eat her breakfast, then it's not playtime. And I'm very comfortable in that masculinity. And she learns how to be comfortable around masculinity and not be afraid of order or direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so when we do learn how to be comfortable in that masculinity, then it's no longer reacting off of how I feel, but it's responding based off of order and what the situation dictates. Yeah, and and I go back to something that you you said a minute ago that I, I I agree with you, and it's because we we do have the masculine energy and the female uh, feminine energy, both male and female have both, right? And we need both because there's a balance. Because like you said, there's a time to be more feminine. Right. When you're dealing with your daughters, you want to be more emotional. You want to, you know, let them know, uh, reinforce, you know, the love that you have for them and, you know, and, and that order. But at the same time, you know, you also want them to be balanced also so that they're not, you know, on too far on one side, you know, that they know, OK, there is going to come a time when you have to be masculine enough to stand up, you know, for yourself, to to give your voice. One of the things that I. Uh, talk about. I, I wrote an ebook um, called "The Four Core," which is the four core values that every daughter should get from her father. Uh, and one of those values is protection. And we oftentimes, you know, when we talk about fatherhood, we talk about the physical protection. And I said, yeah, that's cool, but that's not the only thing. And so I use that as a as a, a go to to get the attention. But then I say, let's turn it from protection and talk about safety, right? So now we're talking about making sure that your daughter feels safe to speak her mind, safe to be able to express herself, safe to be able to stand up and who she is, you know, but that comes with having that masculine energy 
uh, or that masculine man in your life to be able to say, hey, definitely, I definitely love you to be soft. I love you to be, you know, in your full emotion, but there are going to be a, come a time when you have to stand up and be strong enough and confident enough in who you are to be able to stand up and say, this is how I feel about something. You know, That's this is what I like. This is what I don't like. And so I definitely uh, agree with you. You know, we need that that both. We need that balance of both. And and like you also mentioned earlier, a lot of times our women is coming becoming more masculine, sometimes even more masculine than some of our men, right? And so I I was given a, a I was talking to someone. I think I was doing a uh, uh, doing a speech, and I wanted to, someone asked me about you know I was I was talking about myself and generally the the type of women that I attract is more, uh, I don't want to say masculine, it's not masculine, but they're more uh, vocal because I'm, believe it or not, I'm an introvert, right? So when I get behind this mic, I I, I talk, but <laughs> if you run it to me, generally, I, I don't talk a lot. So I generally, talk, I generally attract women who's very comfortable with speaking their mind. Right. And so I, I talk about that. Uh, you probably seen it before the um, the meme or, or the clips that was going on Instagram not too long ago when they say um, you uh, what happens when you talk to my soft man or or mild-mannered, and then it'd be me standing there trying to have a conversation. And then she come push me out the way, you know, one of those type deals. Right. So but that's uh, in, in, in comedy and and some life reflecting uh humor or art reflecting life at the same time. But we we have to be able to have that where sometimes, you know, our women are, you know, pushing over the line into to our area. You know what I mean? It's like, look, especially with the with the single mothers, and I don't want to single out the single mothers. But again, yeah. I'm a father's daughter advocate. So generally that's who I talk to. Right. And so my experience with them is a lot of time because they have these walls and these barriers, they they're always on the the offensive or defensive, should I say, you know what I mean? And so everything is almost a threat, you know, yep. and then again, standing in that masculine or the way you even say with the men that we don't we don't even want to be there all the time. You know what I mean? We don't want to be yeah. on defense all the time. Yes, we have to be protectors. Yes, we have to look out for our, our families, our friends, our loved ones. But we don't want to stay in that energy all the time because that's draining too. You yeah, know absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. And for single moms, it, it's because you need masculine energy to get things done. So I guess so freely for the audience, when I talk about masculine energy being the energy of logic and direction, etc., that's how you run businesses. That's how you uh, run families. That's that's what gets you up in the morning to go to work even when you're tired and you don't feel like it. You're literally not considering your emotions. You're considering the outcome that you're looking for. And so as single mothers, they're constantly in a masculine role because they have to provide for the family all by themselves. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things that I committed to and I charge other men to commit to is to never let a woman be more masculine than you. And I say that because masculinity is not a personality. It is an energy. So, like, you can be an introvert and still be extremely masculine. You know what I mean? It's not a personality. It's an energy. So when I, do, I have a course, it's called Restoring Masculinity. It's an eight-week course that really kind of breaks this stuff down in greater detail. 
right? Um, but it is, it's, it's an energy that if you're comfortable with it, you can pull from it. And what I've learned is when men are really comfortable in their masculinity, even a masculine woman feels safe enough to let her guard down, right? Um, but when, when men are wishy-washy or when men are not comfortable being masculine because their moms thought of it as disrespectful or their teacher said that that was unruly, whatever the case is, right? Now they've learned to be docile and timid and more feminine. But when it's time to be masculine, they're so uncomfortable with it, they're scared of their own masculinity. They don't know what's going to happen. And they, they really never become masculine. They just become hyper-emotional and think mm -hmm. that's masculine. So like the gunplay that we see in the streets, that's not masculine energy. We're looking at feminine energy that is replacing authentic, unapologetic masculinity. We're seeing feminine energy that's trying to mask itself as masculine energy because these brothers don't know how to really sit down and have a conversation. Or these brothers don't know how to truly protect. So if you take a martial art, any martial art, it doesn't matter what it is, every martial art teaches you how to kill, every single one. But in teaching that, they also teach you how to not kill, how to control yourself, how to take control of the situation, where if you do kill, it's only because it's absolutely necessary. There was no other answer, because preservation of life is why we're here. We're here to preserve life. And so when brothers don't know how to be masculine, they're really putting their society in danger. They're putting themselves in danger. And women being, uh, particularly Black women, right, <laughs> being the, the, the ones who've always had to fill the gap if we go into slavery and all that stuff. I could go down a rabbit hole with that. Uh, black women had to survive so much just for us to be here. There's a lot of trauma that they had to go through. And they're waiting for the time where Black men would take that responsibility back. We were robbed from that. They used to rape us and beat us and they put us in a docile condition and they did it in front of the woman so that she wouldn't respect the man. Now they're waiting for us to get back to that space where we can be the protectors, where we can be the providers, where she can have a moment to just breathe and nurture and be feminine and be soft. It's hard for her to do that when she has to do everything herself and she's watching you who, yes, you get beat up in this world at the same time. Yes, there's trauma that you got to work through as well. And we'll get to that part about healing the man. But at the same time, if you don't take responsibility of being that masculine principle for the sake of order and continuation, the woman has to do that. And I don't think that's fair to the woman. So I think it is time for us to step up and be more masculine. Definitely, definitely. It's, you hit on three things, three things that I, I want to I wanna mention. First, the first thing is uh, you mentioned about um, the men being masculine enough that women feel safe to be feminine. And, and that's one of the things that I, I teach, not necessarily in those words, but definitely that same thought uh, thought process of, you know, when I'm talking to fatherless daughters and definitely talking about relationships, you know, uh, one of the things is being vulnerable, you know, but it's hard for them to be vulnerable because of the situation that they've been placed in. And, and it's kind of a twofold because number one, you, you're raised without a father. So you don't necessarily have that um, example. And then the example of your mother having to play so many roles, you know, you pick that up. And so, because that's how you was raised and that's your thought process, it's hard for you to be, you know, to let that, to change that within yourself, to accept the man, you know, who wants to be more masculine. And 
sometimes because of how strong they are, for lack of a better term, they sometimes attract men who are not as strong, but push that image like they are. Right. And so when things start going wrong and they can't handle it, then again, it falls back on the, on the woman. So again, now she has a man in her life, but now she's still playing this masculine role. But when we able, like you said, to step up and be the men who we're supposed to be to stand up in our, our masculine energy and our role that we are to play as men in the lives of our women, whether it's our daughters, our sisters, our mothers, even, you know, and especially to our, our mates, then they're feel free enough to, to let down their guards and be like, man, finally I can breathe. Right. You know what I mean? Because again, nobody wants to stay in that space. You know what I mean? And especially a woman because she wasn't built to be in that space in the first place. That was where we supposed to be in, you know? Um, and another thing that, that we talked that you mentioned briefly about, you know, I think that even with our, our boys and our young men, one of the words that you said, which is one of the things that I teach is respect and responsibility, but the responsibility, you know, I think when we really start diving into what it means to be a man, right. And this is one of the things that I teach with, with my uh, man up program um, is respect and responsibility. Respect is uh, you give, you give respect and you gain respect. Right. But then responsibility and right responsibility is the most important thing, because when you're responsible, you get respected because you're able to be a man of your word. Right. That's number one. But when you're responsible, then you take on the, the burden, should I say, of making sure that everything goes the way it's supposed to go. Right. So. Making sure that the order is there, making sure that 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 logic is there, making sure that those rules are there to protect everyone. Right. And to put things in order in the way that it has to go. And I think that's one of our things, you know, with this generation and not just just generation, but with a lot of men in general, that because we're we've we've lost our way so much, we don't know what it means to be responsible for someone other than ourselves. And the, the bad part about it. Most of us aren't even responsible for ourselves on the whole, you know, that's so right. you're, we're putting on this. Uh, face or we put it on this facade of, of manhood, like I'm the man, but then you can't even take care of yourself. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you're still leaning on your mom or whoever, you know, and not standing up in who you should be and what you should be representing to be able to be responsible, not only for yourself, or responsible for your family, for your community, and all the things that we are responsible for as men. You know, um, but we have to we have to get back to that masculinity in order to be able to stand up in those spaces. You're 100 percent correct. I teach my men that you cannot be responsible for a family if you're not responsible for yourself or you can't have order in your family if you don't have order within yourself. And so you have to I, what I teach my brothers is having what I call a code of ethics, you know, which is pretty much what are the principles that you live by. And what are the examples that is evident that these are actually principles you value? And so it, it goes beyond just the ideas of, let's say, honesty or discipline or whatever. What, how are you living that exemplify these principles so that we know that you're not playing yourself? You're not lying to yourself, um, which is where 
emotional security comes into play. Most men cannot step into their masculine because they're not yet emotionally secure. You know, um, even we talk about girls having the freedom to express themselves. Boys need the freedom to express themselves as well. The difference is when that boy starts to grow into a man, it takes another man to let that boy know this is what's going on. All the hormones, all the emotions, all the attraction that you're feeling, um, even this, this need to be independent that you're starting to feel, that's because you're transitioning into a man. But you're not yet a man until you learn how to handle those emotions, not suppress them, not ignore them, not neglect them, but truly process those emotions so that it can be released while maintaining responsibility. That's when you become a man. And so there's a lot of people, a lot of brothers who are in their 30s and in their 40s, and they're still boys because they've never learned how to manage those emotions, but they want to be respected as men, though they never demonstrated true manhood. And so once we get into that space where these brothers can cry, where these brothers can finally release some of those traumas that they've been suppressing, because I've seen all the time where mothers will, will say, you know, my son is getting disrespectful. She's not taught on how, no, what you're calling disrespect is actually the increase of masculinity. And so now let's start to, to tailor that so that he's not disrespectful, but you don't want to kill that energy. That's what's going to make him the man he needs to be, right? So there's some coaching that needs to come with that. Um, when, 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 a, when a boy doesn't have his father in his life, then he's looking at men that he doesn't even really know, and he's trying to mimic what he sees. And the media is not giving them a good portrayal. You know, the media is not giving them uh, men that, that they should be mimicking. Um, and so I know for me personally, one of my issues having not having my father in my life was, you know, I grew up in the church, but the men in the church did not embrace me to teach me how to be a man. So I had to go to the streets. It was the streets that taught me how to be a man. And I've gained a lot of good things. I would say good things from the street life. The problem is the street life also comes with some baggage. There's some things that I wish I never got, you know, but I would have never learned how to stand up and protect or how to provide by any means necessary or how to go out there and get it, not to depend or expect anybody to feed me or anybody to clothe me. I would have never learned that had I not gone to the streets because mom would have took care of me forever. You know, my, I'm, I'm mom's baby boy for life. You know what I'm saying? And so my father not being there and the, and the church men kind of neglecting me in a lot of ways, it led me to the streets. And so it's not until I did turn my life around, gave my life to Christ, and then having a conversation with God that helped me really see that masculine energy is not the problem. And God really downloading some things in me that I'm not sharing with the world, that you can still be that, pro that protector and that provider and maintain righteousness. You can still be an upstanding person and not be a pushover, you know? I had to mm -hmm. learn that through my experience. Um, and I, my prayer is that there are less fatherless children and more men who can step up into that plate and be the examples of what it means to be righteous and masculine. Man, I love it, I love it. So uh, let, let's, let's uh, uh, go go to the next phase a little bit because we're talking about it and I'm here listening to you talking about your your uh, uh, platform and and I'm uh, intrigued and I'm like yeah 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 I'm listening so give us give us a couple couple ways to to help you know the men to heal sort of from their 
some of the traumas that they they've dealt with to be able to stand up in their in their masculinity. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big supporter of therapy. I I always start with therapy. Um, I don't care if you feel like you're okay that you got to figure it figured out. Go to therapy. Therapy helps to tap into that those subconscious things so that you don't give answers like, oh, that's just how I am. Or I've always been like that. Or, you know, that's how it's always like these type of shallow answers that show that you haven't really examined your life and your feelings and the ideas that you have. Therapy helps you with that. So I always start with therapy. Then the next thing, if you can't do therapy or if you're not ready for therapy, because you got to be ready for therapy. Therapy is a journey, right? (laughs) So you got to be ready for therapy. If you're not ready for therapy, then you can at least join a support group of men, specifically men. Find a support group of men. I have a support group that I started where men can come together and just be men, but gain principles as men while sharing common struggles. Because a lot of times you think you're going through something and it's just you but it's a common struggle amongst men. What that does is it lets you know that you're not crazy, right? Because sometimes you'll feel like, man, am I am I weak? Like, what's wrong with me? I'm going through this and the third. It's like, no, brother, this is what we're all going through. Yeah. And this is how we navigate through it. So join a support group. If you can't find a support group, then get some one-on-one coaching. That's what I said when I said I'm a life consultant. I do one-on-one coaching uh, with both men and women, but for the men specifically, uh, uh, Life consultation or coaching is slightly different from therapy, but it will help you at least develop some type of plan, get some ideas to where these behaviors are coming from, and get some tools to kind of override it. And then last, if if all of that doesn't work or you're just not ready for that or you can't afford something like that, start reading some books. There are so many books now that's being uh, published. I'm working on my book. Hopefully by the time this is released, my book is finished. All right, but uh, there are books out there that can truly help you learn how to how to heal. Because the issue with men, the reason why the masculinity is so small is because the femininity is so big, the imbalance like we talked about. And when you learn how to balance your femininity, when you learn how to be comfortable in it, right? Because the only anger, the only emotions we're comfortable with is anger and joy. Those seem to be the only emotions most men are comfortable with. You have to learn how to be comfortable with your sadness, not not enjoy it, but comfortable with it or be comfortable with your confusion, not knowing what to do. Be comfortable in that space. Be comfortable in your anxiety where you're nervous about something. It's okay. I promise you'll survive those emotions. But when you learn how to be comfortable with it, then you'll learn how to navigate through it. And so one of the books that I recommend for all men, The Way of the Superior Man, um, I forget the author's name, David something. Um, he kind of, he expresses masculine and feminine energy like this. He says, feminine energy is the ocean while masculine energy is the ship, right? I love that analogy because the ocean has no direction. The waves go, storms hit, but the ship is going somewhere and is navigating through the ocean to get to the destination. And so that is how we should operate, where we're not numb to our emotions like most men try to be. I'm not even feeling, I'm just living life. No, feel and navigate through those feelings to still get to where you want to go. And those four things, I think, will truly help. All right, all right, all right. Uh, I'm going to hit on a a couple of the things that you mentioned. One of them definitely is therapy, right, because I'm an advocate uh, for therapy also. Um, and, and like you said, even if you can't, uh, afford therapy, you know, find someone who you can talk to, 
you know, even if we, uh, when we think about scripture, scripture says, go to the elders of the church, right? And, and it also says, uh, confess your faults one to another, you know? And so that's right there telling us to, to find a, a group, you know, find someone to talk to. And definitely I'm, I'm a big component of that. Um, and even a support group also. Uh, one of the things that I, I talk about um, with one of the things that I do is bereavement support, right? So I talk about my experience of, you know, when my mom passed away and, and having to go uh, to bereavement uh, counseling and, and that, you know, for myself. But I also talk about uh, on something that happened when I was a teenager. I probably was like 17 or 18 when this happened, but I remember it, right? And, and this is how it, it was. I was, me and my cousin was going to the corner store uh, in our neighborhood. And it probably was like 10 o'clock at night, you know, and we go to this uh, store, part of a good six, seven people in the store with, you know, at the time that we were there. And so these two guys, uh, two guys come in, two African-American guys. Uh, one is like a big dude, you know what I mean? He's a big guy. And the other one is just, you know, smaller, uh, regular sized guy. But the big guy is crying, right? And so when they come in and, and that same face that you just made, that's what we was looking at. Because, you know, when you got an African-American guy in public crying, something ain't right. You know what I mean? And so we we get in line and we're, we're getting ready to get our stuff. And the, uh, these guys in front of us, uh, the two guys are in, in front of us. And the smaller guy is trying to console the bigger guy who is, is crying. And just from the conversation that they were having, it definitely was something uh, of uh, having to do with uh, a woman. I don't know if it was a mom or whoever, but definitely uh, probably some sickness or something like that. Uh, and he was trying to, the younger other guy was trying to console him. And it just got to the point where the guy got so emotional, he just turned and he hit the top of the uh, counter with his fist. And he hit it so hard, everybody turned around. You know what I mean? And he was just like, I just want to get some cigarettes. You know, so everybody that was in front of him was like, hey, get this man cigarettes. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I remember that. And like I said, that happened when I was probably like 17 or 18. But I remember it vividly, right? And so when I started going through uh, the process of bereavement, you know, after my mom passing, that came to my mind, you know? And that was one of the reasons why I was like, you know what? I have to start doing uh, bereavement support uh, support group myself to offer it to our community because we need it, you know, yes. again, as, as men to be able to process our emotions, you know, uh, the way that they should be, whether it's sadness, whether it's anger, you know, the Bible says be angry, but sin not. So it's not a sin to be angry, but it's a sin and what you do with that anger, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we have to learn how to process these things, um, in the way that, that we should, and definitely the one other thing that you mentioned, which is, is books. And I'm definitely going to be looking forward to your book uh, when it comes out. But I think that's one of the biggest things that we all can have, right? Yep. That we all can get to, right? Um, over this last year or so, I really got into uh, personal development myself. So definitely reading books constantly, probably read more books. I've always been a reader, but I think I've probably read more books now <laughs> than I read in years, you know, um, but that information to be able to build yourself up, to change your uh, mindset, you know, to put you in a different space is definitely um, a, a free resource pretty much, 
that that we can use in order to change you know from where we are to where we need to be and definitely as we learn to stand up you know like you said in our masculinity you know we will affect change in in every aspect of our lives whether it's our families our communities you know and even our country um where men stand up and 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 i and i know it's a quote you quoted it earlier uh and I, I think the, the one I heard was a similar quote, quote, but it was when, you know, when the good men are quiet, you know, it makes the, the bad men seem even louder, you know. Mm -hmm. So when we don't stand up for, you know, ourselves, for our communities, you know, for other men to be able to be men, yes. you know, then it makes the other voices that much louder. And Absolutely. we see the effects of that in our in our. <laughs> in our country every day. You know what I'm saying? So, Mr. Lawrence, I, I thank you uh, so much for being on. Thank you for uh, sharing your expertise with us. I want you to leave us with a word of uh, encouragement or a word, you know, a word, whatever that word mm -hmm. is uh, for our, our men. Um, and definitely give us your uh, social media um, information and where we can find you and definitely actually before we even go there tell us tell us a little bit more about your course you mentioned the course earlier so give give me a little bit more information about it you know of, of what you're teaching and what our our men could look forward to getting out of it absolutely so i break down masculine and feminine energy in much greater detail um and then i talk about how to conquer your ego um what ego is and how to conquer that is very important um, I talk about how to increase your masculinity, how to increase your masculinity, because masculinity is an energy. So how do I increase that energy? I definitely go into that. Um, I go into a little bit about sex, since sexual energy is a real energy, and helping men kind of learn how to navigate through that. Um, man, there's just so much that I talk about in that in that course. Um, I, I I deal with I do deal with the emotional component. How to master your emotions is what I call it, uh, because there is a way, in fact, to master it, and it's, it's a process. Um, and so these are the, these are some of the main things that I that I touch in my course. That, but I always connect it back to um, manhood, and it's designed for men. You know, I, I some women have asked me if they can uh, sign up for the course, and um, I told them, I mean, no, <laughs> right? So when I when I did the course, you know, I I didn't want women present. So, but now that it's it's available as, as modules, I mean, anybody can purchase it um, whenever they please. But it's designed for men, um, and it is a safe place for men. And I might do another live one because the this particular course I did live first with a group of men, but I, I cut out the question and answer parts, you know, to protect the privacy right, of the right. brothers that was there, right? You know. Um, but man, it was life changing. I can tell you um, that course has helped men navigate through their relationships. Uh, that course has helped men navigate in their parenting. They started realizing why their kids was walking all over them. And, and through exercising some of the principles and tools that I gave them, they've been able to take control of their household better. Um, you know, that course has blessed a lot of men in a lot of ways. And uh, I mean, it helped uh, one person, they talked about how it helped them in their career how they wasn't able to get certain promotions because they just didn't express the leadership skills. Um, though they were talented, they were good at what they did. They didn't, they weren't assertive enough and that comes from masculine energy. So, I mean, it's just, there's so many benefits, man. So many benefits um, that I have to uh, give it to the public. Okay. All right. And it sounds like I'm, I'm definitely going to be waiting for this book, man. And, and when you get done with it and, and you got it out, 
hit me back up. We'll definitely have you back on to really dive into the book because if if just by the information that you've given since you've been on here, if you put that in book form, I, I definitely know we're gonna we're gonna have something on our hands. So again, uh, um, I want you to I want you to leave us with a word um, and your like I said your social media handles and and how we can uh, work with you. Um, and things like that. So while you think about that, I'm just going to do one thing real quick. Uh, to my audience, I told you guys that I was going to tell you how you could win $100 from the podcast, and that is by joining our Super Subscriber Contest. What does that mean? That means you must subscribe to our YouTube channel, to our Facebook page, and to our podcast on Spotify. You must subscribe to those three things, and after you've done that, Text the word WIN, W-I-N, to 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730 to qualify to win $100. Uh, the contest is random and it's ongoing, which means it never stops, and I can pick a winner at any time. But, again, in order to win, you must subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel, our Facebook page, and our podcast on Spotify. And after you've done that, text the word WIN, W-I-N, 2866-326-0730 in order to qualify to win $100 from the podcast. So, Mr. Lawrence, yes, again, let me say thank you very much for being on. Thank you for sharing your expertise with us. And I'll let you have the last word. The floor is yours. All right. All right. Well, to my brothers, I want to let you know that as a person, you are valuable, that who you are is enough. Your, how you produce, what you produce does not determine your value, but it does determine your impact. And your production is what leads to legacy. And so if you want your name to live on forever, try your best, 1% better every day to be better so that you can do better. It starts with your being. You can't outperform your character. You can't outperform your mindset. When you become better, then your, then your performance increases. But if you never perform another thing again, know that you are still valuable, you are loved, and your life is still worth it. So be blessed. All right, all right. So hit us with your uh, social media. Oh, social media, yes. Yeah. So IG is at Lawrence Soufran, L-A-W-S-O-U. L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E, last name S-O-U-F-F-R-E-N-T. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Uh, you can go on my website, www.lawrencesoufrant.com. I'm on YouTube, Pastor L. Soufrant. Um, I do what's called the Friday Experience every Friday, where I'm giving life principles and, and spiritual ideas and stuff like that. So that's on YouTube uh, with the handle Pastor L. Soufrant. I'm on Twitter, but not really on Twitter. But that's Law Soufrant, L-A-W-S-O-U-F-F-R-A-N-T. Mostly IG is where I do most of my interactions uh, and YouTube every Friday. No problem, no problem. And we can't do it any better than that. Thank you. Um, to my listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, to the deal to heal with E James podcast because our mission is to help people to deal to heal and to fulfill to deal with your problems to heal from the pain and to fulfill your purpose. So until next time, we will see you guys next week. Hey guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866 326 0730. That's 866 326 0730 in order to receive 
text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right. See you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem. Heal from the pain and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.